Curtis Wong, and Trendy want you to stop wasting so much food. At times amazing race and at times romantic comedy, my week with Trendy's partnership director at the Swiss Tech Experience opened my eyes to food waste. Let's see how we do as amazing race partners, Curtis Wong says to me with a wry smile. It's just afternoon in Switzerland's busiest airport, but my body clock reads just after 1 a.m. My lanky knees have gone through a 10-hour battle with the back of an economy-class Idlevice air seat. The airport gives way to a mall mixed with restaurants, mixed with a transit hub known as the Circle. It's appropriately named as my head is spinning. But here I am, amazing race partners with a dude I have known for roughly four hours on a train bound for Zurich. Two weeks before, a serendipitous text-turned-email chain landed me on the guest list of the Swiss Tech Experience. The experience, put on by Switzerland Global Enterprise in partnership with Switzerland Tourism, organized a contest for foreign tech executives. The winners were invited on a trip to Switzerland to discover more about the local innovation ecosystem and the country as a tourist destination. Those winning tech execs, they would be paired with a journalist or influencer from their country. I was shoulder tapped. I guess my 700 odd Twitter followers were influencery enough. Wong was a lone Vancouverite also on the invite list. He was sent by his company Trendy, where Wong works as partnership director to represent the squad. I felt like a somewhat last minute call up to this operation, so I thought it better to at least give him fair warning that I would be tagging along. A LinkedIn connection request led to a few texts and phone calls between us. I physically met Wong for the first time at about 4.45 p.m. on a Friday evening over a beer at the Vancouver Tech Industry Drink Social. That meeting had poetic timing. It was a clean 24 hours before our Zurich-bound flight was set to depart YBR. Wong, as big a food fan as they come, left Yaletown Brewing for commercial drive. He and some friends were at a restaurant opening until the wee hours of Saturday morning. I, on the other hand, returned home, takeout burrito in hand, around 6 p.m. and was asleep by 9. The ideal bedtime is 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Don't at me. Our polar opposite Friday nights marked my first inkling that despite our difference in generation, Wong is a far more energetic and lively human than me. My second inkling came the next morning at YVR. I, a childless man in my mid-twenties, become a 50-year-old father of four when traveling, an anxious ball of punctuality that insists on a half-day grace period. This meant I was a tad on the early side. The check-in desk hadn't even opened yet. When Wong first arrives at YBR, at a more appropriate four hours early, he's hauling a bag to be checked and headphones draped around his neck. Despite his myriad luggage and minimal sleep, there were no bags under his eyes. Wong breaks solitude with a welcomed conversation. Basketball. Saturday, June 25th, 12.46 p.m., Vancouver International Airport. The Golden State Warriors recently claimed its fourth championship in seven years. But a debutante player, a new addition to the Warriors juggernaut, was a key driver of that 2022 victory. Canadian Andrew Wiggins was drafted to much fanfare as the first overall selection in the 2014 NBA draft by the lowly Cleveland Cavaliers. The newly minted billionaire LeBron James had just made a triumphant return to his hometown Cavs earlier that summer. 
James wanted a ready-made all-star on the roster, meaning Wiggins was immediately traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves to acquire one. Wiggins, he struggled in Minnesota, perhaps unable to lead a young team on his own. Fast forward to last season, and now with Golden State, Wiggins flourished. Not required to carry the load, he found his own alongside Finals MVP Stephen Curry. So as we pondered the winding journey Wiggins took to find his place in the NBA, Wong became reflective. I told all my bosses I'm a better number two, he says. But Wong is needed in the spotlight on this day. Playing the Steph Curry role usually tasks the Trendy's co-founders, Carissa Campoetto and Craig McIntosh. The pair founded Trendy to solve food waste. As its website says, we imagine a world where food isn't wasted, where it's sustainably produced, appreciated, and accessible to all. Our team of misfits is here to stand up for every left-behind food and build a system that sustains life. The company works to turn dream into reality through robotics, using a unit known as Biotrim. Say you're a farmer. If your apples or corn or onions are less than ideal, you would ordinarily toss them in the garbage. Instead, Trendy will deliver to you a Biotrim unit which is an industrial-strength food processor housed in a container to turn that otherwise wasted food into a shelf-stable ingredient known as bioflakes. Bioflakes can be used in everything from smoothies or fortified foods to construction materials and t-shirts. The best part? Trendy will even pay you for the trouble. It's all for good reason. Campoetto and Macintosh each have an opening line to their LinkedIn bio that reads like a smack in the face. It's not every day that we waste half of our food. Oh wait, yes it is. Trendy promises that it is here to change that. The investment community has taken notice. On June 9th, the company announced a $6.2 million seed raise, co-led by WGG Capital Canada. Trendy continues to impress and excite me with their forethought for the future in solving a huge global problem, food waste says Herbert Madan, who's an executive with WGG, a firm that has made a previous investment in Trendy, too. My conviction is that the problem has only gotten worse. At the same time, parts of the world are going through dire food supply issues. Not only does Trendy's Biotrim solve the problem of food waste, they're also helping to build solutions and sustainability in food security. Now there's international acclaim to pair with this influx of capital. A few weeks after Wong and I land in Zurich, Trendy team members are going to Spain and Italy. The Swiss tech experience trip kicked the door in, Wong explains. We knew it was unlocked, but we didn't know how to open it. Sunday, June 26th, 5.27 p.m., Stern and Grill Restaurant in Zurich. Our first day in Zurich felt a far cry from when we emerged jet-lagged in The Circle a few hours prior. Bounced around different patios in view of Lake Zurich, a crystal clear, multi-kilometer long ribbon of teal that made you question if you were in a city or a beachfront all-inclusive, until we got our bills. Those first few hours also made for a great introduction to Wong's love of food. A culinary passion is present in Trendy's DNA, perhaps on par even, with the drive to power sustainability. For Wong, this love was honed in Vancouver's Chinatown, came of age in the neighborhood, recalling when the spots that are now home to nightclubs were where he and his family would share dim sum. His first food memory is of the cannery, 
a seafood restaurant at the Port of Vancouver that was shuttered in 2010. Decades before the city garnered praise from the New York Times and Condé Nast Traveler, Vancouver's culinary scene was decidedly less worldly, some might even say boring. The real star then was our excellent seafood, and few did it better than the canner, wrote Krista Eide in BC Living. It was a special occasion restaurant for Wong's family, who would then return home for a Bon Ton Bakery cake. Still my favorite cake ever, he swoons. The timing of our conversation seems appropriate. Our flight left Vancouver on June 25th, known, as far as Instagram is concerned, as Bourdain Day. Chef and dear friend Eric Repair established the date to memorialize Anthony Bourdain on what would have been his 62nd birthday in 2019. I remind Wong of our proximity to this holy day for the disciples of the famed chef, writer, and broadcaster. Maybe my second favorite chef, he rebuts in classic Wong snark. Thomas Keller tops his power rankings, if you're curious. After the last currywurst of the evening was consumed, a delicacy in this neck of the woods featuring a bratwurst eaten with toothpicks out of a curry and usually inhaled after a night of drinking. I got to see Wong's food brain, not just his food heart, in full force. As I studied communications at SFU, I was often warned of my impending annoyance. Lectures on the intricacies of TV shows or advertising gave me a critical eye that wasn't always welcomed. I learned in real time that an equivalent in the food world is grocery shopping. For Wong, prices, portion sizes, and packaging were all topics to be debated. But I was forewarned. Jamil Karim, Director of Communications for the Canadian Food Innovation Network and a mutual friend of Wong and I, learned of our impending trip and offered this. Curtis is the man. He knows a ton about food. You'll leave with a PhD. Reaching the section of the supermarket that contained dry goods, Wong was a kid in a candy store. If you replace sour keys and fuzzy peaches with powdered bechamel or curry sauces. After the dispatchers were sent back to Trendy HQ, internally called the House of Trendy, we retreated back to our hotel. I turned in for the night, while Wong tried to get into a nearby 50-cent concert to no avail. My geriatric sleep schedule was again no match for Wong's adventurous nature. He, unable to get in the club, toured a few bars on the way back to our hotel. We were reunited over breakfast the next morning, sharing a mutual appreciation of a hard-to-place yet delicious collection of fruits in a juice called something along the lines of vitamin shaft. Monday, June 27th, 8.32 a.m. Craftwork, Zurich. The experience kicked off in earnest at Craftwork, a former power station located near the city's transit hub, a waterfront station on steroids known as Zurich HB. Our opening building provides space for the city's tech community to converge and collaborate. Put another way, Craftwork is fueling Swiss innovation and collaboration, an obvious nod to the building's history. In lieu of a trophy for winning this experience, Wong was handed a pair of on-running shoes, a company created by the Swiss equivalents of Phil Knight and Bill Bowerman. But instead of a waffle maker, Olivier Bernhard, David Alleman, and Casper Capetti turned to garden hoses for initial prototypes of what would become the cloud line. Shoes in hand, Wong then held court on Trendy's behalf to the crowd at Kraftwerk. 
The usual bits were shared, food waste, at the farm level, sustainability. But what I came to learn over the next few days after this initial introduction was that trendy is equal parts philosophy and company. That philosophical bent comes from the top down. Macintosh is Trendy's co-founder and CEO, and a self-appointed food waste rescuer. He writes on his LinkedIn that this vision first appeared at age 12. Shortly after, he started to work in restaurants before embarking on a career that his fan stops as international chef, consultant, serial entrepreneur, and now co-founder and CEO of Trendy. But perhaps above all else, Macintosh is a dude who deeply cares about waste reduction and sustainability. Wong told me he once attended a Chinese banquet family-style meal with Macintosh. As is customary, each course came with a new, freshly dishwashed side plate. It all happened a tad fast after the first course. A soiled plate whisked out from his place setting. He was prepared for the second course, though. Macintosh protected his plate like a defensive lineman on a fumbled football, saving it from the rigors of what he thought was a waste of water to wash it in. I'm a big fan of Craig, Wong says. He's crazy, but in an I-want-to-help-the-world way. So obviously, I'm okay with that. Capuato is Trendy's co-founder and CMO. Her day-to-day activities includes a reminder to pinch herself over her opportunity to work with a team that is equally passionate about the need to stop food waste. Capuato details that her inflection point towards Trendy started in 2015. She left a live events role with Donnelly Group that year to become a partner with Commodity Juicery, a cold-pressed juice bar on Fraser Street in East Vancouver. When the margins got tight and Commodity was affected by changing food prices, the team started buying what she terms misfit produce, also known as the carrots with three legs. Campato describes that she burnt out in 2018, but food waste maintained a spot in her mind. To refocus, she co-founded Trendy that same year. The company's Meet the Team page displays Campato, Macintosh, and then Wong across the top. So how did Wong's role originate? When I was talking to Craig and Chris about this job, I did ask, why are you hiring me? I can get you better people, Wong recalls. And they said, hey, maybe we don't want you doing the grant writing, but we want you to build the team that does the grant writing. So now I have no way out. When I asked if this is what made Trendy appealing, he acknowledged that it was, in part. But the company appealed to the way he sees the world now. Well, I've always liked Carissa, Wong says, but what happens, man, is you get older and you start to care about the planet. You care about the food system. I'm sure that if I grew up in Alberta, I'd care about fuel and oil and gas. But I happened to be born in Vancouver. Then my life became food and Trendy is food. Tuesday, June 28th, 7.58 p.m., Restaurant Croft, Basel. Wong is again holding court as our Swiss Tech Experience troupe dines near the Rhine River in Basel, hosted by Urs Eberhard, the Vice Director of Switzerland Tourism. This time, instead of introducing our group to Trendy, he's regaling us with his CV. Luckily, dessert has just been served because his work history is a doozy. Campato and Wong, for example, have worked together previously, crossing paths at Donnelly Group. This concept that Wong and a colleague go way back professionally is something that can be said for about half of Vancouver's workforce. 
I first wanted to be a concierge, Wong starts off. His earliest job was at the Pan Pacific Hotel. He hoped to be the cool guy who knows all the restaurants, but spent more time telling people where Grouse Mountain was than planning nights out. This sent Wong on a professional journey as whining as the Rhine itself. He initially stayed in hotels, jumping to the Wedgwood and then Metropolitan. Afterwards, he leaped to another travel-based operation, working with Tourism Vancouver for four years. Then, Wong tested the waters of fashion, Holt Renfrew, and arts, Vancouver Theatre Sports, and Ballet BC. The draw of food was too strong to ignore, though, and Wong danced between consulting and mystery dining to founding or director roles with Dine Out Vancouver, Daily Catch Seafood, and Tractor Digital, the grab-and-go arm of the local healthy foods proprietor. That role leads nicely into Wong at the stage I had the pleasure of meeting him in tech and business. Contracts at Small Business BC and Innovate BC predate his current role with Trendy. He estimates the full collection totals 44 jobs or contracts, nearly matching his years on the planet. Eberhard, mouth agape, offers, that must be some sort of record. It's a far cry from one member of our experience group, Giovanni Antonio Zapator, the 31-year-old founder and CEO of Bion IT Labs, a health tech company based in his Italian hometown, has held just one job in his life, founder and CEO of Bio IT Labs. For Wong, all of his experience have a worthy place in where he is today, despite how winding it is. I look at it now and I can joke about it, Wong acknowledges, but it's a lot. Food and tourism can take you anywhere. It's a little strange being older than half of the trendy C-suite, but food or music or art, these are all things that bring people together and break down borders. Wednesday, June 29th, 1.04 p.m., La Paneche Restaurant, Beale. Throughout the duration of my week in Switzerland, I planned to find someone from the judging panel that selected the companies to attend the experience. Wanted to ask what made Trendy stand out, but I'm easily distracted by coffee or chocolate or beer, all of which were plentiful, so my mission was adjusted accordingly. Luckily, here we were on our last day, dining with Dominic Gorecki. Gorecki is the head of Switzerland Innovation Park-based Swiss Smart Factory, a robotics and manufacturing hub that he lovingly referred to as his baby. More importantly, for my mission, he was on the judging panel. Gorecki looked at me while I asked, but then diverted his eyes to Lake Beale and gave a sigh that seemed to say, where do I start? He pondered what made Trendy an enticing guest for the Swiss tech experience for a moment. When he was ready to answer, Gorecki started with Trendy's core focus. It was the topic, which is highly relevant. We're running into a food crisis, the scale of which we don't even know. It's also sustainable, having modular, circular solutions. It's also a big trend and important. You have to be more local again. And also, they were very convincing in describing their idea, Gorecki explains. I relate this to Wong, who was sitting at another table at our lunch with Gorecki. Wong excitedly added some color to what makes Campado and Macintosh such lively pitchers. He said the pair have great energy. A trademark Campado move is to put fun. This is going to be fun, is an often used opener. And movement telling the judging panel that now would be a good time to stretch at the forefront. 
Oftentimes, Wong said, you could see the recipients of the Campado and Macintosh charm noticeably move forward in their chairs, as if the younger cousin they are playing in Mario Kart is getting a little too excited. Reflecting on these anecdotes on our walk back to the Beale Ben train session, I couldn't help but think of Wong's energy, too. He had been a life-giving travel companion, one that I joked brought out the rarely seen late-night James. He brought others on the trip out of their shell with ease as well. He dutifully and often showed genuine interest in food or robotics or Swiss culture. Early on during this, our last day together, I'd come to find Wong in the hotel lobby. His laptop was flanked by a juice, a vitamin shop, and coffee, indiscernible. He was reworking his job description at Trendy after some minor upheaval in the company org chart. Nothing new in startup life. Speaking of that org chart, Wong may not be on it as founder, yet he is an entrepreneur, make no mistake about it. His employment track record, roles that match his age, pair nicely with his thriving consulting practice too. Our trip now less amazing race and more romantic comedy, we hugged it out on the train platform. He was off to Lucerne with the Swiss Tech experience while I was taking a train back to Zurich before my return flight to Vancouver the next day. Like many of Wong's evenings, his trip would be getting a nightcap, the last two days of the experience, and then a week holidaying across Europe. More time to explore new avenues for Trendy and make connections, or better, more time to stare out of the window of a train or a plane and ponder his journey through tourism, through food, and through arts. But most recently, a tech company that seems to bring it all together.